Well, Merry Christmas, Pathway family. I am so glad you're here today to share a little bit of your Christmas with us. You know, Christmas is such an amazing, amazing day. And one of the things that makes it so amazing are the traditions that are a part of it. And at the Carter House, one of the Christmas traditions that we always have is we have some kind of special bread on Christmas morning. I mean, it could be pumpkin bread, it could be banana bread, and sometimes it's even a little bit of cinnamon bread. But this year, it's pumpkin bread. And I love this stuff. I mean, it is awesome. And if I want to make it really even more special, what I do, boy, I put some whipped cream on this baby. You know, I just put it on there thick. Man, I just love it. And so on Christmas Day, I always have a little pumpkin bread and make it super special, some whipped cream on top. So I can enjoy it every Christmas day. So every year, my wife, Chris, makes some special bread to eat on Christmas morning. And it communicates that Christmas is special. And it communicates that it's an important day. You see, traditions communicate important values. And what we value is what drives our lives. So today, we're going to look at three traditions. And I really believe these three traditions that we're going to look at today can draw us really closer to God and really closer to one another. So I'm going to do some teaching on these traditions, a little bit of modeling, and then we're going to do them together. So gather together, whoever's with you today, whether that be family or friends, or you can even do this by yourself. But I'm just excited today to be able to spend some time with you. And I pray that it'll be a rich blessing for you. So our first spiritual exercise is around gratitude, being thankful. I know some of you right now are saying thankfulness. We already did Thanksgiving. This is Christmas. But we can never be too thankful in our lives. And on Christmas, the attitude of gratitude towards God, giving us His Son, is such an important starting point. So one of the things I want to encourage you to do in your household today to practice this discipline of gratitude is really by doing this vase exercise. And you can actually do this exercise uh, two to three times a year. You know, in Colossians chapter 2, it says, Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all He has done. So I want to encourage you to make this a discipline, really a practice in your household all year long. But for this exercise, what you need in particular is a pitcher of water, a cookie sheet or some kind of a flat surface that can, can hold water if you spill a little bit, and a vase and, and a cup. And here's how it works. Uh, take the cup and your pitcher of water, pour a little water into that cup, and then as you pour that water into the vase, say what you're thankful for, like you're thankful for being able to spend time at Christmas time uh, with your family. And then what you would do is hand the cup to the next person, and as they dip the cup uh, into the water and pour it into the vase, they should state what they are thankful for. For example, they might say, I'm thankful for the affordable car that I got this year. And then the next person might say that they're thankful for something else. But it goes around the room until eventually the water starts to overflow 
out of the vase. And when it overflows, it's optional for anybody else who wants to participate. But it's so important, uh, really, especially at Christmas time, to have that heart of thanksgiving. A heart that says to God, I'm thankful for what you're doing in my life. I'm thankful for whatever you've given me under the tree. Or I'm thankful for just these people that are around me right now. So thankfulness is such a key attribute for anybody who's trying to move closer toward God. And it's a huge way for us to be able to celebrate Christmas. So right now, we're going to give you three minutes. Uh, you'll, you'll see the counter on the screen. So go around the room and talk about the things that you're thankful for. And if you decide you want to pause the video for just a moment uh, so everybody can get through it, feel free to do that. You can call an audible on that one. But we're going to give you three minutes right now for you to be able to use your mouth to be able to express an attitude of gratitude toward God.
Well, we're back and I want you to welcome my good friends, Andy Williamson and Adam Levian, our worship directors at the West Link and the Goddard Campus. Man, I'm so glad you guys are here. Oh, we're glad to be here, man. That's cool. Merry, Merry Christmas, guys. Yes. Yeah. Merry Christmas. It's a great Merry day. Christmas. Well, what we're going to be doing today is something that we don't do that often at Christmas time, but we should do more of, and that's singing. You know, and so many times we don't have any problems singing at a concert or in our cars, but in any other environment, it seems like we really struggle. But singing does so much to be able to connect our hearts and our minds uh, together. In fact, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, what do you guys think about that? How do you respond when you, when you hear that verse? Oh, I love it, man. I mean, especially with what we do, it's just, uh, just emphasizes the importance of what we do, yeah. you know, and how it connects us to God, who is always there. Yeah. And sometimes us, you know, myself, I need a reminder to kind of look up and remember. And music does that for me. It draws me in. It unites me with those around me. Yeah. And it just helps us unify in acknowledging God and His presence in our lives. Hundred percent. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, that. I would say to tag off of what Andy said, it's just like, um, just the the simple. If you take music and simplify it, it's just magical. The, me, the magical of uh, the magic of melody. You know, yeah, is just the, right. the the sound of the of music. Yeah. Um, it's just so magical and unifying in some way that you can't describe it. You know, we're such a supernatural. Yeah, thing. and it brings us all together naturally. Yep. And it's just there's something so beautiful about it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that whole dynamic and I was thinking about um, maybe you guys talking a little bit about your greatest concert experience that you've ever been to. And maybe how that that might even connect a little bit with what we're going to talk about today. Well, for me, um, back when I lived in Tennessee, I got to see you two in concert. And I don't know. If, if you guys have ever seen them, but it is one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had. And just the uh, thousands of people coming together. And when that band started playing their songs, the, the atmosphere just shifted. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like these thousands of people just just came into this, this, uh, this attitude of like community and brotherhood yeah. and sisterhood. And it was just incredible. You know, it was even a little bit easier to get out of the parking lot mm -hmm. You know, the most concerts because people are a little bit kinder. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, awesome. So. I've been at some awesome concerts myself, and I'll, I'll kind of do a 360 for myself. And, you know, as Andy and I are musicians, we, right. you know, we, uh, I, we had started a band called the 99. Um, and uh, so getting out there to be able to play, be on the other side of the microphone and to share what we're doing, like at local bars and, you know, just out in the community right. outside the sure. walls of the church. It brings people closer together. Like it, yeah. it puts them in a good mood, you know. And uh, just the when I go back to the, there's something magical about music. So being able to do that and then share God's word through that, right? You know. Yep. And and like I said, it, God created music. God created all music. Yeah. Um, it's not just you know the worship music that we play in church. He created everything. Yeah. So that's so powerful. How in a supernatural way God uses music to draw people together. And then he, he allows that as well to be able to draw us closer in terms of a relationship with God. And so that's what we're going to do right now. We want to sing this song today and have this tradition 
so that we can take these things that we know and really kind of get them uh, solidified and connected just in a supernatural way in our hearts. So turn up the volume uh, on whatever device maybe that you're watching today and sing along with us. All right, here we go.
Awesome guys, thanks so much. That was beautiful. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Well, right now we're going to move into our third tradition. We're going to read the Bible together. And I think it really accentuates and focuses on what we're celebrating when we read the scriptures of the Christmas story on Christmas Day. Because something incredibly amazing happened. 2,000 years ago. Nobody else who's ever been born has had time dated after them. We're celebrating Christmas together, whether you're an agnostic, whether you're a strong follower of Jesus, or whether you're just curious about Jesus, because something historical happened 2,000 years ago. And so we're going to read this historical account right now, and it comes from a portion of Scripture called Luke. It's one of the four Gospels or four biographies of the life of Jesus in the Bible. And in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, we're going to see that Jesus came into the world and we're going to see some of the characters that were surrounding this miraculous event. So I want you to read that passage of Scripture right now. You can go and find an old Bible maybe on the shelf or you can grab your mobile device and read it online. But pick somebody to read those scriptures out loud because there's something powerful about when the Word of God is read in public. If there's a dad in the room, maybe you can do it. Sometimes as dads, we don't get many opportunities to be able to lead out spiritually. And to me, this is an easy and an important opportunity that you can do that. So maybe you read that passage of scripture, but no pressure. Do really whatever works in your household then once you've read that scripture, everyone in the room is going to answer a question. And the question is, of all the people that you just heard about in the story, which of them would you be? If you could be teleported back in time and inhabit the body of one of those characters, which one would it be and why? Why would you want to be in their shoes? So choose what character you might want to be and why. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to turn this over to you to read this story and have your interaction. And then the rest of the time and the rest of the day is yours. It's yours to enjoy and yours to spiritually grow. I hope you've really gotten something from the time that we've shared together today. And I hope that it's not only something that's going to serve you today, but it's going to serve you many years into the future. So thanks so much for being here today. And I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas.